You are listening to Lions Unchained. The podcast where the lion within you is unleashed and the truth will set you free. Join Carl Joseph right now for a life-changing word where no topic is off the table. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny. Friend, when was the last time you doubled over with a side-splitting bout of laughter and cried tears of joy? Chances are it wasn't recently. And if you're looking at the state of the economy, geopolitics, or world affairs, you won't be anytime soon either. Let me try to help you out of your predicament right now by telling you a little joke. So this guy goes to the doctor and he says, Doctor, I've broken my arm in several places, to which the doctor replies, Well, don't go to those places. I hope that brought you a gentle tickle. Well, if you have been demonstrably joyful recently, then I'm certainly jealous. When my younger brother and I would have tickling fights way back in the day, my joyful expression and rib-wrenching laughter could result in such pain that I wanted it to stop because my ribcage would ache so badly. He wasn't very merciful at the time, let me tell you. Friend, the truth is we need to laugh more often and not just for giggle's sake because there's both a spiritual and physical reason for doing so. There's indeed a joy within us believers that can lie dormant if we're not careful. Some of us have forgotten how to access it, and unfortunately our face bears witness to this. It's time to reconnect what God's Word says about joy and experience it once more for ourselves. Some theologians have tried to split joy into three categories. Number one, natural joy, which is like a gladness, contentment, satisfaction, or cheerfulness. Then number two, we have a moral joy, which is peace and serenity. And number three, a spiritual joy, which is a joy of faith or rejoicing of hope. There are clearly different reasons for expressing joy, but the bottom line is we need to experience it more. Matthew Henry, the renowned commentator, once said that holy joy is oil to the wheels of obedience. And friend, I believe there's a lot of truth to that statement because joy enables us to stay focused on God's presence in our lives as we give thanks and praise to him for our many blessings. My hope today is that you don't take yourself too seriously, but know there is peace and joy in the kingdom of God. Now, while most of us are familiar with the scripture of Proverbs 17.22, which is, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones, other translations perhaps offer a better understanding in the modern vernacular. For example, a rejoicing heart does good to the body, that's the YLT, and a cheerful heart makes a quick recovery, that's the Knox version. Undoubtedly, joy has an impact on our physical condition, but how far exactly does its influence extend? Can it really help us to make a quick recovery? Could the medicinal benefits of a joyful heart be literal and corroborated by both the scientific and medical community? What's interesting is that medical science is now validating what the Bible says about joy with laughter as its primary expression. Not that the Bible needs any validation whatsoever, but the findings are interesting nonetheless, and I'd like to share some of them with you now. After all, God sits in the heavens and laughs, so why shouldn't you? It says that in Psalm 2 4, Psalm 37 13, Psalm 59, verse 8. Dr. Gene Siegel, PhD and author and emotional intelligence expert who studied the power of laughter down the years, has found many benefits as follows, and I will list them for you. So here are the physical benefits of laughter. Number one, it boosts immunity, it lowers stress hormones, it decreases pain 
It relaxes your muscles, burns calories, and it finally prevents heart disease. There are also mental health benefits as well. It adds joy and zest to your life, eases anxiety and tension. It relieves stress, improves mood and mental functioning, and finally enhances resilience or improves self-esteem. And the social benefits. It strengthens relationships, attracts others to us, reduces loneliness, enhances teamwork, helps diffuse conflict, and finally promotes group bonding. Now, other keen researchers at the University of Maryland have discovered even more amazing benefits of the giggles. Researchers there studied the effects on blood vessels when people were shown either comedies or dramas. After the screening, the blood vessels of the group who watched the comedy behaved normally, expanding and contracting easily. But the blood vessels in people who watched the drama tended to tense up, restricting blood flow. Now let's talk about immune response and the effects of laughter upon it. Increased stress is associated with decreased immune system response, says Robert Provine, professor of psychology and neuroscience. Some studies have shown that the ability to use humor may raise the level of infection-fighting antibodies in the body and boost the levels of immune cells as well. Laughter, did you know, can help relaxation and sleep. The focus on the benefits of laughter really began with Norman Cousins' memoir, Anatomy of an Illness. Cousins, who was diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis, a painful spine condition, found that a diet of comedies like Marx Brothers films and episodes of Candid Camera helped him feel better. He said that 10 minutes of laughter allowed him two hours of pain-free sleep. Evidently, joy has a profoundly beneficial impact on our physical bodies, as the Bible attests. And this, is, this hidden aspect of our soul condition goes largely undiagnosed in modern medicine. Some have called laughter the voice of joy. If that's true, we need to give more voice to it in our lives by manifesting the chuckles more frequently. This extensive scientific research reveals, perhaps more metaphorically, that joy is seemingly the invisible or intangible glue that keeps our physical body in a healthy state. Without experiencing joy regularly, we suffer needlessly and fail to take advantage of the numerous health benefits of laughter especially. It's one thing to study ice cream, but it's another thing to taste it. Likewise, it's one thing to study joy and another to experience it. We need to experience joy on a continual basis, and our lack thereof could be turning unbelievers away from us. The ungodly philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche candidly observed the general melancholic demeanor of the average Christian when he said, Christians would have to look more saved if they hoped to persuade me. That's something to think about. I don't know whether that was his accent or not, but uh, I give it a good effort. The point is, we need to remember the joyful euphoria you felt when you first got saved and knew you weren't dying and going to hell. Remember your six-month honeymoon with the Lord when everything seemed to fall into your lap. This was no honeymoon, my friend. It was meant to last a lifetime. It's a union of joy for your life with your first love and one that remains not a brief fleeting romance all too easily forgotten. There is, of course, a joy to our accomplishments and a joy that comes from our friends or family, certainly. But this is not the joy of which the Bible specifically speaks. Its context always surrounds our response to God's grace, which is constant, but the trouble is our focus can waver occasionally. This elusive feeling of joy comes from our union with Christ because of our salvation. However, it can definitely wane if our focus shifts away from Christ because feelings follow action, not vice versa. 
If you put your mind on God, as Isaiah 26, 3 says, and thank him for his many blessings, the joy of the Lord will return swiftly. Yes, we have struggles, trials, temptations, persecutions, hardships, and strife, yet our joy should remain regardless. Our joy should abide within us, despite these circumstances, because the joy that Christ gave us is not dependent upon our circumstances, but in spite of them. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22, and not a conditional feeling at the mercy of life circumstances, which are subject to perpetual change. What many people fail to realize is that joy was granted to us as a form of empowerment to overcome afflictions, as the scripture states in 1 Thessalonians 1.6, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. The plain interpretation of scripture reveals that we may experience joy regardless of our difficulties, and this is a wonderful blessing if we get a hold of it, friend. Joy also brings supernatural strength, Nehemiah 8.10, to endure what may lie ahead. There's no greater offense than to laugh in the face of our enemies, and as far as we're concerned, the devil is a whipped foe, Colossians 2.15. We need to laugh in his face more often as we're the triumphant church, not a cowering one that seeks future victory because the victory is already in our possession. We have victory now as we're seated in heavenly places in Christ, Ephesians 1.3. But for some of us, this needs to be transmitted to our face. I cannot stress enough how much I want you to receive this message as the Lord's been sharing with me. Recently, the importance of holding on to my own joy, and he corrected my general passivity or apathy toward retaining it, which was certainly not helping my life. I gave it away all too easily. Consequently, I was harboring a wrong attitude, thinking if all my circumstances lined up just as I wanted, then and only then would I feel joy. This, my friend, is stinking thinking and not biblical. The joy of the Lord is accessible 24-7. Whenever we focus on Christ via his word, praise, worship, or giving thanks to him. Our joy is a matter of perspective, and we choose our perspective each and every day. We choose daily whether we're going to magnify God or magnify the problems around us. A cursory scriptural exposition of the 17th chapter of the Gospel of John reveals six core characteristics of the Christian life, with joy mentioned firstly among holiness, truth, mission, unity, and love. That's John chapter 17, verses 13 through 26. Joy is a trait highly esteemed by the Lord, and we should esteem it also. We should guard it well for our own benediction because it's one of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit that can sustain us, especially during difficult times. Joy is a gift that's already been given to us and it's our choice whether to give it away or not. Jesus said we're not to let our heart be troubled nor let it be afraid. That's John 14, 27. We're the ones giving it away. It's in our hands. If our heart condition is fearful, it's because we've not stewarded it correctly, as all the issues of life originate from the heart. Proverbs 4.23 There's a resident joy and peace that accompanies our relationship with God the Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the precious Holy Spirit. 
When we shift our focus or fellowship away from the Godhead, we become susceptible to losing our joy. I challenge you right now to search your own heart and let the joy of the Lord come forth, because it's one of the many blessings of being a Christian, but unfortunately many of us have unknowingly or carelessly let it go. We don't want to let such an awesome gift go to waste. Because the Lord meant joy for our well-being, and the Bible is replete with the topic. Seek the Lord today, friend. Seek the Lord about possible joy stealers in your life. Things like unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, anger, selfishness, anxiety. Ask Him, the Lord, where you've missed it. We need to clear the logjam that is preventing the joy of the Lord from bubbling up within our hearts. Oh, friend, if you could get a hold of this, there would be a radical change in your heart. And this would manifest into your physical body as we heard about the effects of joy on the physical body. It begins with the heart, my friend, and I'll have other teachings on this. It begins with the heart. Ask the Lord to reveal areas where your joy has been compromised or stolen. And enter therein, my friend, to the deepest and most joyful of giggles. It's time to release those feel-good endorphins and enter into the joy of the Lord once more. Friend, if this message touched you, I'd love to hear from you. And shoot me an email and tell me how this message has touched your heart or just want to hear from you. We'd love to hear one of our sessions. We'd love you to visit one of our sessions. And you can hear more about that on our website also under events. Until tomorrow. Good night, God bless, and remember to spread the good news. You have been listening to Carl Joseph in the Lions Unchained podcast. Every week, new episodes are uploaded. So stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out our website at carljosephministries.com for exciting articles and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.